Dan's Drive-In Double Feature presents The Last Slumber Party Minute, a minute-by-minute podcast covering Steven Tyler's The Last Slumber Party, copyright 1988. Your host, Daniel R. Budnick. You can call him Dan. Now, listen to this. Episode 44. Minute 44. All right, Dan here, and Chris has just encountered the stereo telephones. Let's listen. Oh, so you haven't given up on Scott after all. Shit. Hello? Hello? Yeah, that's what I said. Who is this? Who the hell you think it was, Shelly Hack? Tommy, is that you? Christ, do I ever feel like an asshole. Why, what happened? That was your dad on the phone and I acted like it was Tommy or something. Boy, am I ever embarrassed. Ah, uh, don't worry about it. I'm sure he knows you were kidding. Oh, I could just die. I hope I never see your father again. No, really, he probably thinks it's funny. Oh, I'll bet. Let's go munch out. Chris looks legitimately embarrassed here. Uh, she she starts off with all the cockiness in the world when she answers the phone the second time. I think I think the scare uh, it happening the second time has has put a little uh, uh, the fear of of. Uh, Jesus into her and and she's she's feeling a little eh. and and so she starts off cocky and, and and in fact as she's saying yeah hello who is this she's actually like fixing her her hair like her her her, her bangs does she have bangs I forgot I, I I I don't have it actually on the screen right now um but she's kind of like playing with her hair kind of fixing it up very casually and the the phone that rings is not the phone she reaches for it looks like I think she's reaching for Linda's phone, and the phone that rings is the main phone. Which, if it is Doctor Sickler calling, why on earth is he calling the phone? Well, where's that? You would think he'd call the phone in his wife's in his room. If they have their own line, you think he'd be calling in there. But I mean, it's it's weird. Again, I think what it is, but it's kind of impossible to see that it's this. Which is why I love this movie so much. Is that I think it's like a scary phone calls and who's on the phone kind of thing you know your, your standard sort of stuff parodied beautifully in the beginning of student bodies you know recently weirdest thing i just got on vinyl and if i've said this somewhere before i apologize but i'm still excited about it i listened to it like twice yesterday the student body soundtrack on vinyl can you believe that i think forever midnight put it out it the student body soundtrack the synth soundtrack i'm not gonna get it right um but yeah that's pretty crazy but but i think that's what he's trying to do in the same way that when chris approaches the closet door he's trying to do the they're about to discover it sort of um a reverse like hitchcocky type that you know it's like it's like hitchcock if hitchcock never ever moved his camera but but technically the camera is moving in that shot but it's like it's like if hitchcock you know like if there was like an Elmer Hitchcock, you know, like oh Gomer Hitchcock made this one. Oh Alfred's 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 big brother Gomer made this one, and he never quite picked up. 
You should see his storyboards for the entire film. There are only three of them. Uh, but uh, what was I talking about? Chris is on the phone. Yeah, yes. I, I, I think that's what he's doing. And But it's funny then because not only does it feel weird that he's doing this, uh, not only doesn't it make sense, it just feels like a, huh, why is the phone ringing? Isn't the killer in the house? Which makes it seem strange. Uh, but of course it is a red herring it's obviously Dr. Sickler but it's just the thing too that sort of they don't have the phone ringing where it should be ringing and they have it ringing to Chris who just had the nightmare and then they bring two phones into the the um, uh, two phones into the, the bathroom I don't know why I mean as she says it looks like yeah obviously these are two um, it's the it's the house phone line and, and Linda's phone line and Linda was on one phone was she trying to call Scott why would she have been trying to call Scott you know she didn't she was sort of wasn't supposed to know that Scott was coming over kind of thing so I don't fully understand that and Linda was on the other one trying to get a hold of Billy and do, does everyone have their own phone line here I think I think I could be wrong that my sister got her own phone line in the late 80s but and and it passed down from one sister to the next and but I know I never had my, my own phone line and and there were I think there were two phone lines in the house my sisters I could be lying though I could be actually thinking of some movie like where a sister has a phone line but I it's it's just it's, it's funny the more I talk on it the more confusing it becomes in my mind I, I can't stand this confusion in my mind but still it's 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 extremely it's extremely fun to think that they sort of had to contrive this thing why would she be calling Scott? Does she have Scott's... Do they have Scott's number? Why would they have Scott's number? And I guess they can grab a phone book, but he might be unlisted. But there's no phone book there. And and so it's that... But they contrive it so they bring in this other phone, which doesn't make sense that they have it up there. Um, since there are only three of them living there, why... It's... I don't know. It's it's a very confusing thing with the phones, and it's done specifically for this, what I think is a fake scare kind of thing, but then becomes a, oh boy, kind of thing. And But like I said, though, Chris really does pull off the embarrassment. I mean, the way she, when she realizes who's on the phone, she just gets that thing where she's like, oh, and she just kind of slowly sets the phone down and walks away from it. Like, she's too embarrassed to even say, Oh my gosh, Doctor Sickler, I'm so sorry. No, I, you know, and if he's and he could ask, "What are you doing up?" Well, that's the thing, though. Back then, you you know, it couldn't really be, "What are you doing up?" The phone rings at 3 a.m. back in the 80s. You got up and you answered the phone to find out who it was, because it if someone was calling at 3 a.m., it was probably an emergency of some kind or a dumb doctor who's calling randomly around the house. But Chris is really like when she goes and sits and tells. Um, Tracy and Linda that it was Dr. Sickler uh, the look on her face is is great and like Tracy is uh, completely amused and Linda's face is sort of um, first off is, is is a bit of oh Chris what did you do and then kind of like when she sees that her friend is distressed she gets a bit of the um, she was like oh he probably thought it was funny Dr. Sickler really He's he seems like a load of laughs that one uh, but yeah, and, and and when the minute ends, and it ends uh, so beautifully with "Let's go munch out," let's let's do that. Let's go munch out. But Chris looks really embarrassed. She really does. And I, I is that meant to be foreshadowing? I hope I never see your father again. Mm, it could be. Uh, 
you know, like final exam, these boys are in for a bad end or whatever it is uh, that the, the sheriff says to the coach when Radish, Wildman, and the other guy with the car, the preppy guy, Brian? I forget what his name is. Um, he doesn't have a colorful name. That's why I don't remember. Radish wasn't his real name, was it? Did we get to learn what his real name was in the movie? I don't remember. Don't name your kid Radish, folks. Come on. Think think it through. Think it through when you're, you're naming. This is for life, okay? So, uh, what else do we have here? Yeah, yeah, and you get you get the moment where um, uh, there, there's a pause and, like, think, okay, maybe I don't, I don't think it's the killer. The killer doesn't seem the sort to call up but then oh my gosh yeah it is it is dr sickler and it is embarrassment and it is let me say let me just say um uh who do you think it was who do you think it is shelly hack really i remember that's one of the things that always threw me off about this film when it first came out because if you look up shelly hack in 90, 1988 i don't think there's much going on there i think she may have had a tv movie or something but not the sort of thing where it would have been like like a gal who's supposed to be like 17 like Chris's would have been like when I think of my you know my my ideal where I want to aspire to it's Shelly Hack I don't know that anyone's ever said that now not to put Shelly Hack down um, I never she I've never seen any of the Charlie's Angels she was on I haven't seen a lot of Charlie's Angels folks I feel like it's a show that Either I will start watching and love so much that I never want to stop watching it, or it will be so dumb that it just hurts. You know, it just hurts down deep inside. Like, um, I'm trying to think of another dumb show. Surfside 6. You know, I've seen like three or four episodes of Surfside 6, each one dumber than the next. But yeah, Shelly Hack, I love that so much because it's so out of nowhere. You know, and any minute that I guess begins with Shelly Hack and ends with Let's Go Munch Out has to be a good minute of something. I... Who knows what it's a minute of precisely, but it gotta be a good minute of something. So let's all take a deep breath and let's go munch out. Mm-hmm.